Welcome What's back. <laughs> All right, good start. Love that for us. Um, <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Another- <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, you, go. you you go ahead. <laughs> We're too much on the same wavelength today. We've been watching too much Stranger Things, and we have that psychic link. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome back to another episode of So Good So Far podcast. I'm Nicole. I'm Jackie. We're going to do an episode today about social media, influencers, Instagram. Is Instagram dying? This is new. We've never done this before. This is, yeah. We haven't, we've never talked about social media. We've Fresh ne- new topic. When, with any, almost any topic we discuss, social media is has kind of a hand in it, you know? Yeah. It has come up so, in some way. Yeah. So we want to talk about, yeah, we want to talk about that today. But first... We're going to thank some of our partners. Um, first, <laughs> first, Jackie's going to give a life update. Okay, so my first life update is that I did the Boulder Boulder and okay. I died. Is that a 10K? 10K. And you, you honestly couldn't even pay me that much to do it again next year. This is crazy to me because not two episodes ago, you said you couldn't run for more than 30 seconds. Yeah. And then you ran a 10K. Yeah. It was, I'm it was shocked. Terrible. No, I didn't run a 10K. Like, I ran, I ran like a third of it and then walked the other third. And then, you know, there was a few parts of it where I just slip and slide it. What does that mean? <laughs> they have slip and slides set up around the ch- Are the you track. serious? Yeah. Is this I, a joke? No, they do. If you if you want to do it, you can. And obviously <laughs> I'm gonna do it because that's a way more how, fun route than walking. How long are they? No, they're not that long. I was just joking. They're only like oh my god, just like a regular I'm... slip and standard slip and slide scale. SSS. Is this a joke? <laughs> no, they have slip and slides on the side. Have you done you them said, before? You said I was just joking. <laughs> oh no, I was I was just joking that they were long, that they were like a substantial part of the track, oh. part of the um race. They weren't like substantial. They just had like two standard slip and slides there. And I then there was a this. trampoline too, in one part. People are like handing out like bacon and drinks, and it's kind of like a long house party that you have to walk a lot. Okay. It's, that said, I can't wait for next year. <laughs> but I did finish it. Okay, I feel like I my need to time, do this now. My time was two hours. Okay. Pretty, that's like pretty good. I finished in a day. Honestly, not bad to walk six I miles or however much. Yeah, that's good news. So despite all of the exercise I'm doing, my second life update is that I'm in my moody era again. The reason why I feel bad is because of existential dread. Like, how do you go to a psychiatrist and be like, yeah, I guess I'll take Zoloft or something. And I know it'll probably help. And I have nothing against medication. But honestly, like, why are they giving me medication for existential dread instead of just like, solving the world's problems not that like psychiatrists should like solve all these problems but these therapists need to get out in the world <laughs> they're not doing enough to help i mean the world is fucked up and the thing is we were never meant to see this much of the world yeah whether it's good or bad anything in between we just were not meant to see the world on this scale or see everything like for what you're saying, everything bad that's happening in the world mm-hmm. all the time. And also then be expected to do something about it and constantly be fighting against all the bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. Because it's like, 
how can I be okay knowing that there's like a shooting in Texas, but like the only thing that I can do to help the victims is give money, which I do not have. It feels hopeless. It feels yeah. completely hopeless. Yeah. And like, it feels like, I mean, if it feels like the world's on fire and then everyone's like, you're not dealing with it well. And it's like, all right, okay, boomer. Like very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> very interesting. interesting that you'd say that. Um, <laughs> no one's dealing with it well. Yeah. No, I I hear you 100%. And I think taking time away from social media, which we always say this, and I feel like we do pretty good about kind of limiting ourselves. But again, it's like, we're all addicted to it. I don't know. We, yeah. we can get it's more actually, into it's this. It's actually weird because I haven't even been on social media once today, really. And I am yeah. so depressed. Like, you're like, it's, and I feel worse than ever. And I feel worse than ever. No, no. I don't Terrible feel advice. worse. I think I actually am like staying above water because I haven't. But I mean, it's definitely a big part of it. You no, know, I mean, it a hundred percent makes sense. And yeah, I think we really want to like kind of dive more into this and some other parts of social media and Instagram. And it's going to be more specific, but we'll get more into it like in the episode. And I think this is a big thing to touch on. Yeah. How is your life going? I hope it's doing better than my disaster <laughs> of a week. Well, I'm also, yeah, I'm also living in um some existential dread now that you mention it. I mean, obviously things in America are at an all-time low. It just feels like we're living in complete hopelessness sometimes. So totally and a hundred percent feel that. And that's something we do not want to leave like unspoken about because that stuff is just like, I mean, even with the small audience we have, it's just like, we have to shed light on these situations. It goes without saying that it's like the most important thing, but that podcasts are nice because they can take you out of that for a second and Mm -hmm. make you feel like maybe that it, that it's not as terrible as it is or that it doesn't, it's not as terrible right now. And so, yeah. We, we know all that stuff is happening and I'm feeling it and Nicole is feeling it. So like, we'll just like try and sort of push it aside. I mean, this, this episode kind of deals a lot with it, but in a way it's just, it's more like an isolated discussion of one problem instead of like, let's try and figure out all of the world's issues right now in this. Yeah, sure. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't ever, can't do that. That's a, you know, a task for another day, but other than that, not really nothing new. I mean, since we last recorded, I feel like I haven't done anything. I'm about to go on two trips. And so I'm kind of like prepping for those. I'm going to North Carolina to visit a friend that lives out there. And then I'm going to LA the following weekend with my friend Tanner and his boyfriend Pearson. So kind of just doing all that and working and that's about it. Really, my my bigger life update is that I binged all of Stranger Things before. Yeah in like two days which yeah how else you know how else do you watch it truly you can't spread it out you can't just wait it's uh, every episode an hour and a half long yeah did I watch all of them yeah <laughs> will I, I sit like down and watch the- a movie no <laughs> no I will not sit down and watch a movie but I will watch all eight episodes of Stranger Things at one go uh yeah. no I actually had to spread them out because <laughs> I had a crazy weekend and it was like torture like it was all I was thinking about when I was doing other things <laughs> At this point, I had written down, like, ask Nicole if she's watched it. And if it's no, say I'm mad at you. And if it's yes, ask if she's okay, because there is a lot of gruesome violence in there. You know what? Surprisingly, I didn't really have a problem with it. I, like, 
Yeah. I did not have a problem with it. Obviously it was disturbing, but like in terms of my anxiety with gore and things like that, it was pretty much fine. I watched most of it while I was kind of sick. I was like weirdly sick for one day. It was super weird. I had a fever and all this business. And then the next I was like, fine. I don't know. So I think I was just kind of out of it, like just laying there watching episode after episode. There's always parts that are kind of like, oh, I'm just not going to look. I'm just not going to watch that. Yeah. There's a few parts even for me that I couldn't look at. Yeah. It's like always, it always gets more, I don't know. It always gets more gruesome, but I still feel like the third season to me was the grossest just with like all the rats and stuff. That's just not for me. Of course, this it season- It was kind of gross oh, that it really was inside out. Like literally they would just like turn inside out the rats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was disgusting. That was pretty I just, gross. But I felt like this one was the scariest season. It was definitely like spooky. The season was like way more spooky than yeah. past seasons. My past seasons have been more kind of like sci-fi, conspiracy, like this government. This one was like labs. fantasy mystery. <laughs> Yeah, it, it kind of took a turn in genres. Also, if you have not watched it, feel free to skip ahead. Yeah, we're gonna go, we're gonna go full in for like probably a good 15 minutes. So shop in. If you'd like to skip this section, skip to 16 minutes and 10 seconds. It's not over, of course. We know right. there's two more two more episodes coming. Yeah, two two more episodes, but they're really long, especially yeah. the last one. The last one's like two and a half hours, which is like a Harry Potter movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what were your thoughts? on the season as a whole, besides that it was like scarier and spookier, what were your feelings about it? It was the best season yet. And I loved season three. I think the best out of all of them and season one, you know, it's just so classic. So it's great, but I just loved how grown up the characters were and you felt like such love for them because you had watched them grow up through the show. I also really loved Max's story. I felt like a good way to show depression and grief through like shutting off and I felt like I mean I wasn't going through like grief at that time but I felt like in high school I was extremely shut off and part of it was depression and uh just not being good at making friends and stuff and so I felt like her story was so relatable and made me like really flash back to that time but then also I think it was episode four when she gets like sucked into Vecna's house area thing in the in the upside down. I felt like it was so powerful because it was this metaphor of if you just let friends help you and let them in, it can help you find a path to the light when you're depressed. And that just, it reminded me so much of when I was in the pandemic and I was really struggling with depression and a friend called me up and said, I don't know if you're planning on moving back to Colorado, but we need another roommate. And it kind of like paved a way to see the light out of depression. I just feel like that's such a great metaphor or analogy, whichever one that, whichever one it is. I just felt like it was so powerful because they can like feel these real feelings now. They're like almost in this weird adult space. So yeah. I, so I overall, I that episode too yeah but I also really loved the last one because I felt like it wrapped it up so nicely I felt like even though I had like some questions I felt like it gave me the answers that I needed to be prepared to wait for another month for the next episode it's so weird because you feel like it's the finale because it wraps up a lot of stuff especially like Vecna's origin story basically 
So I really liked that. That was a twist. That was a big twist. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that that guy might be one. That's what I because thought of the too. Way I, I kind of called it. that, but I didn't but I think didn't that he was think, also Vecna. Right. Know? I was like, this guy doesn't look old enough to be Vecna for one. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Vecna is probably about 300 years old. <laughs> right. I'm like, wait, this is nothing up. But his dad's still alive. Uh, what, where's the timeline? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It couldn't have been that long ago. Vecna well, is someone's child. They always are. One thing that was so crazy about it that hasn't happened in past seasons is there were so many storylines and so, so many places where you were like, you're not, we're not just in Hawkins, you know? For mm-hmm. so long, it was like literally just in Hawkins, first three seasons. Now, all of a sudden, you're in Hawkins, California, Nevada, Utah, Russia. They were all over the place. Global phenomenon. Alaska. Oh yeah, Alaska. Oh my gosh. I even forgot about one. And there's so many, and there's a storyline happening in all these places with like Mm -hmm. three or four characters, two or three characters. And so what 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 did you think was the, oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say what happens is like, you know, they kind of cycle through the storylines and you'll get back to a storyline and you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot about this storyline. Yeah. It's (laughs) kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So what ended up being your favorite storyline and your least favorite storyline? One for me that really kept me on the edge of my seat was like Hopper's storyline. I kept, you know, because I kept being like, he's going to get out. And then he wouldn't. And then I finally at the end when he was fighting the Demogorgon, I was like, if he, if this doesn't work and he doesn't like get out in some way, I'm going to lose it. Like we have, <laughs> we've already seen him try and fail so many times. Like just let him, just let one good thing happen. And so I was so happy that, you know, you don't see him get out, but you kind of see the reunion with him and Joyce. So that one I liked a lot. I also liked this t- the storyline with Eleven, but it was trippy. It was hard to follow in a way because yeah. you kept like, at first, I didn't even realize the opening scene that was supposed to be her. I like didn't click that originally. No, I thought that was actually, a different it didn't, kid. It didn't really look exactly like her because I feel like they must have had to do some, you know, movie magic and make her look younger. Well, I think they had a different actress okay, and yeah. just like a girl that looked like her. Right. I and mean, so, everyone looks the same when they're like shaved head. Yeah. In, yeah. In hospital gown. Yeah. It could be anyone. <laughs> I think those were my two favorite. There, I didn't really have a least favorite one. I thought the one that was like least compelling was like Jonathan, Mike, and um, Will going to Utah. Like yeah. that one wasn't followed as much. And then also like the basketball team looking for Eddie Mm-hmm. was just kind of like uh, you know yeah it was where is not, this going yeah it wasn't bad like it definitely added some suspense but like I wasn't obviously attached to those characters in any way like that kind of lost its appeal after like the first few episodes yeah. but the thing about the finale or the the final episode episode seven of this portion was that yes it wrapped up a lot of things but it also didn't wrap up anything in a way like yeah. you kind of left like wait I mean because what actually Nancy happened with Hopper still- you know right. about Nancy's to get like taken still, by Vecna yeah and we then don't it's know like, Hopper and Joyce and Murray get out we don't yeah. know what happened to Will and Jonathan we don't know how Eleven is going to get back to Hawkins yeah you know we we don't know any of that stuff yeah like you don't even see if like she truly gets her powers back like like if it was a real finale they would have wrapped all that stuff up so anyway I'm on the edge of my seat waiting for 
the next two episodes or maybe we should say two movies because they're going to be so long and I cannot wait. And that's coming soon, July 1st. I loved it. I love this season. I thought it was fantastic. I'll probably watch it again before the next part comes out. Yeah. Also, hot take, not for you, but for other people. Watching anything, anything at all with the subtitles on. I've been doing this for a little while. And when we lived together, you always had the subtitles on. And I'm telling you, if you're watching things without the subtitles, you are missing stuff. You're just inevitably missing stuff. And if you don't care that much, whatever. Okay. But like, I'll even watch New Girl with the subtitles on. And I'm like, I missed hundreds of jokes because- I could it's I just, could go on such a long rant about this and I have like yeah. two important things to add, maybe three even. So first of all, you are shown to understand, you know, way more, a per, like a much higher percentage of the show. If you watch captions, being able to understand things like that has been known to help with brain diseases like Alzheimer's, dementia, that kind of stuff. Uh, really? So I there's like a connection that. there. Two, it really does help your reading comprehension if you watch captions after a little while. So if you're trying to get back into reading, you know what? Captions are reading. I'm I'm honestly serious. Honestly, yeah, because people always say they're so distracting. And I'm like, yeah, they are. But here's the thing. Do you need to be staring at what's happening? Like a character, say mm-hmm. a character is sitting at a table talking. You don't need to be watching the character talk. You know what's happening. You're seeing the character talking. Now you're seeing, now you're reading the subtitles. Also- It's not like it takes so long to read the subtitles. Here's the thing. The one thing I will not put subtitles on is stand-up comedy because it ruins the joke. Yeah. Uh, Because you see the punchline before they say it. That's the only time I don't put it on because I'm like, that's a hot take from Paige. I just think everybody should do it. Also, you're watching a show like Bridgerton or something. Anyone with accents? Yes. You can't tell what those people are saying all the time. I don't. You've got to have the subtitles on. No, any of the time. No, the time. Um, Speak English. Bridgerton <laughs> they are they're already speaking English um they're not you can't understand what they say <laughs> that's not English okay well we'll wrap up Stranger Things thanks for going on that ride with us if you haven't watched it <laughs> embarrassing. sorry that's embarrassing <laughs> for you I'm embarrassed this probably won't even come out until like watched it at I'm mad least at a week from now so you have a you'll have a lot of time to have watched it like three weeks mm-hmm. so yeah no excuses there's no excuses people. Okay, so now we're going to do straight to jail before we do our actual recs because they kind of lead into the episode. So some quick straight to jails. And by the way, also, if you wrote in last week, thank you so much because I felt like that was was just such a good episode. It was so fun. Yeah, I had such a good time and I think it was one of our best episodes. So if you haven't listened to it, uh, go listen to it. It's really funny. So speaking of the episode last week, I have an update to one of the ones. I think it was maybe one of the first ones we did. And it was my friend wrote in and said, if you order a glass of milk on a first date. (laughs) So I tell her after we record, I'm like, we've said that one on the podcast. It was so funny, whatever. She was like, yeah, it was awful. We were at a seafood restaurant. Ew, that (laughs) makes it so much worse. A seafood restaurant. And he ordered more than one glass. Okay. I thought you're, wait, what was the meal? Can you say the meal? Do you know it? I think it was like shrimp. I mean, and honestly, there's no good honest. answer. Is there an instance where you should be? Lobster is wor- the worst one. No, that is, there's nothing you could order from a seafood restaurant that you'd be like, yeah, get me some milk with that. <laughs> maybe the biscuits at Red Lobster, maybe. 
and that's just me really trying to make a case for this guy, which I shouldn't be. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so my first one, you know, kind of leading in from the Stranger Things update, when people, I've just been, you know, I've been wanting to talk about Stranger Things because I loved it. I was like, did you see the new episode or the new season or whatever? And a number of people, at least three, have been like, I, you know, I never really got into Stranger Things. And I'm just like, okay, bro, so you hate children and stories? Awesome for you. Great. Scientifically, that just doesn't make any sense. If you watched it, you would be into <laughs> it because it doesn't line up. Here's the thing: I'm not a sci-fi girly in any way. Like I've almost never been interested in a sci-fi movie, and this show is like basically all sci-fi, mm-hmm. and it's so good. I've never loved a show more. Yes, like, yeah, that's maybe. That's how I mean, yellow. I love sci-fi and like fantasy or whatever, and like kind of creepy stuff like this and you know I love it so maybe maybe it does just coming from me but I just like don't understand like no it is not to like it doesn't make sense I love like a um period piece Uh but like something from the last 60 years that's not a period piece then period enough oh it's a different era What does it mean? A period piece Am I from it wrong? the 1970s. No, wait, but I, the... I'm kind of confused. Do you mean like a period piece like from the last 50, made in the last 50 years, but in like the 1700s? Because I think it's almost always referred. Okay. Not me just completely forgetting. I completely forgot. And I was watching it count down. So I'm going to just jump in really quick because we're going to have to talk about this cutting off so that I can tell you what I did while, while we were waiting for it to restart. So when we record on zoom, for some reason, zoom hates us now and stops at 40 minutes, even though there's even only two of us on the call. It's only two. It used to be where if it was only two people or less, I don't know why you'd be on a zoom with yourself, but if it was less, <laughs> it was unlimited time, but they changed it, which is so yeah. frustrating. So now we have to do like three zooms just to get the podcast on the whole episode. So in the meantime, I Googled what a period piece is. And in the 30 seconds from the time we got cut off from the call and rejoined, and it says an object or work that is set in or strongly reminiscent of an earlier historical period. So technically Stranger Things is a period piece. Oh, I see. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you're yeah, right. I see. It kind of is typically referred to like. But you, but it's weird being like Stranger Things is a period piece and also Pride and Pre- Prejudice is a <laughs> period piece. Period piece. No. Those are the same genre. <laughs> Ooh, a mashup though would be pretty sick. I mean, I guess that's I what Pride and Prejudice and Zombies was trying to do there. Sure. <laughs> so I so, love a so I love a period piece from the last, like I was saying, 60 years. I'm not as interested in something like Pride and Prejudice. I like Pride and Prejudice, but that time period isn't as interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, I love that time period. Okay, so we're different. So I love like 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s vibes. Yeah. Maybe I'm See, just basic. No, no, I no, I don't think it's basic. I think it's more basic for me to like, you know, 1700s, 1800s. Like it's because I like it because I'm just like, you fools, you don't know what's coming. <laughs> These idiots. You complete complete idiots have no idea what climate change is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel yeah, so like so, superior to them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, are we though? Because they got to die before that. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, a great point. Oh my god, no <laughs> points. Points were made. Okay, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on from Stranger Things. Okay, so my next one—it's actually my last one. I don't have 
anymore for this week. I really expended my list last week. I went way above and beyond. I should have saved some of those, but you know, here we are. So I was going through, (laughs) I need to preface this. I've been going through my photos for a long time now, like kind of periodically deleting old photos and stuff I don't need. And I'm in the 2019 era now. Uh, Some might call it a period piece. (laughs) (laughs) Doing a period piece on my own life. (laughs) And I came across this Snapchat that I screen recorded from this guy that I used to hook up with. And actually, I didn't talk about him in the Six Eggs episode because I just didn't really feel like it was appropriate. I'm not, again, I'm not going to tell the story with this guy, but basically we hooked up for a little bit, a little while and he was super attractive, but like really cringy. And he posted the cringiest stuff on the internet. And he posted it one time he posted or sent me a Snapchat or an Instagram story. And I found it today because I screen recorded it to send it to somebody. And it said, basically he was singing to music and he posted this on a Thursday and he says, It is so funny. He says he's listening to um, Lizzo and he says, Friday Jr. got me cheese. He called Thursday Friday Jr. I'm sorry. He's not wrong, though. He's not wrong, though. That means Saturday Friday Sr. <laughs> I should have known you would like that. So (laughs) my straight to jail is calling Friday, Thursday, Junior. Friday, Friday, Junior. Thursday, Friday, Junior. Oh my God, wait. My straight to jail. (laughs) Let me say that again. Sorry, I'm keeping that in. Okay. No. My straight to jail is calling Friday. No. Wait, wait. Please, I can't get it. <laughs> we gotta move on. My stretch of jail is what's happening right now. <laughs> okay. okay, calling Thursday, Friday, Junior. All right, nice. We got there. <laughs> I have a stroke. What is happening? Yeah. I don't know, but I'm just okay. I'm just loving straight to jail lately because it's really giving us the giggles. <laughs> okay, um, go ahead. My, I'm just gonna do one more. So I was at the, I was at the bar watching the Avs game the other day, and this guy, he was just yelling at the sports game when everyone else was just being so casual, just hanging out, you know. And it was a great game, and they won. And Lady Gaga was playing uh, the song "Just Dance." <laughs> he was like going around, kicking his legs in the air, going "Just Avs, gonna be okay." <laughs> Oh my god, some people will do anything. I don't know, you know? why that it's funny, but also straight to chill because you don't need to yell at the game because they can't hear you. I'm sorry. People who change the words to songs in like the worst way ever. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing is I spent over an hour trying to come up with a song that was better than that for the abs, and I couldn't do it. Just abs was honestly the best that you could do. Okay, Jackie's done the research and she's proved me wrong. <laughs> Just abs, gonna be okay. He's right. <laughs> okay. He had a point. I'm just saying, he knew Points what he was talking about. 
Okay, let's okay. move on to some recs. So let's get into let's get into the serious business here. We're gonna do our recs, which are gonna lead into the episode. So my recommendation is the podcast dissect, and he usually the guy who who hosts it usually dissects rap albums like Kendrick, Tyler the Creator, Frank Ocean, that kind of stuff, and it's really good. But this time he's doing a small seven part series about. Bo Burnham's comedy special Inside and all uh-huh. the songs on it. It's really good. And it kind of fell in a time, a really good time, actually, because Bo Burnham just out of nowhere released his outtakes for the special on YouTube. It's about an hour long. Really recommend it if you liked the special because it was really good. It's very funny, very sad. If you want to go deeper into his special, it really sums it up very well. And in a way that makes you think a lot about social media and what it's doing to our brains and stuff. So recommend that. I have one rec this week and it is Emma Chamberlain's podcast. I've been binging it for like a week straight. And you've been just like more than the three episodes that I told you Mm -hmm. to listen to. Yeah. So have listened to a couple episodes in the past, just kind of randomly and didn't listen to any others than besides those. And then we listened to this three-part series that she put out about basically a culture shift happening. And we're going to, we're going to touch on that. And that's how we got the idea to do this episode. And we kind of wanted to talk about this culture shift that she discusses from a point of view of somebody who's like not an influencer or a social media celebrity. But after listening to those three episodes, I listened to a couple more episodes that she released after that. And then I kind of went back and started listening to other episodes. And my recommendation isn't only her podcast, which is called Anything Goes. By the way, I did not say that up front, but it's called Anything Goes with Emma Chamberlain. My other recommendation is just Emma Chamberlain as a person. (laughs) I really enjoy her. She does. I mean, she's great on the podcast. She's very well-spoken. She's only 21. And I feel like she has a pretty good head on her shoulders. I think she grew up faster than a lot of people just with her career and everything and being basically a celebrity. She has a lot of good thoughts on things. And she's also very like laid back and chill, which isn't a surprise. She's kind of like that across all of her platforms, but I just love her content. I really like her. I mean, I I was surprised at how like she was very well collected and mm -hmm. calm through her whole thing. So I've only listened to the three episodes that she put out about social media and trends and what is the title called um yeah let me look so it's called there's a culture shift coming uh-huh and, and there's there's three different podcasts and she goes over i think social media mm-hmm. trends and celebrities maybe yep it's social media mainstream celebrities and trends mm-hmm. and so the one i mean they're all really interesting i would highly recommend those three if you're just starting out she also just released two episodes one about alcohol one about weed which I both thought were really interesting. She kind of shares her own experience and then some tips. I really like that. But the one we listened to and really want to kind of dive into more about today is the culture shift with social media, specifically not just Instagram, but that one's, I think the one that we're more focused on is like the most harmful for one. It's definitely the one I use the most. I'm on TikTok in amount for sure, um, but it's more, TikTok's not as bad because it's strangers. 
but also that's kind of part of the reason why I think like Instagram can be bad sometimes. Yeah. I think the difference there is Instagram is more about kind of like putting on a facade and TikTok is not as much about that. It's more about kind of like being funny and people aren't as worried on there about appearances. I mean, some people are, and you're going to have that anywhere, but TikTok for me is just a time suck. Truly just to kind of intro. I just kind of want to intro this topic and talk about some of the things that Emma talked about on her episode. And then we kind of want to dissect some of those things as just regular people, not influencers, not internet celebrities, but she kind of talked about this idea. The first idea being that Instagram and other social media platforms are so saturated with internet celebrities, people who are famous just for being on the internet, basically. (laughs) And how there are so many of them now that it's kind of losing its charm and illusion of being something so great. And also it's just not as exciting because it's like, oh, that person has 10,000 followers. Who cares? That's like nothing. And you just kind of are which is also crazy because 10,000 people like, is a lot of people. Some one thing you do on a daily basis is insane. Right. And then the next thing there she used to not even be 10,000 people in the country. Well, okay. There's about <laughs> 10,000 people in like a stadium. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go for it though. Um, the second part that she talks about is we were never really supposed to see this much. And now we're so desensitized to literally anything on the internet. And I don't say that about like, oh, you see these terrible things and it doesn't even phase you. It's like, no, you see these amazing, beautiful videos of exotic destinations, or you see a video of like something so heartwarming about a person helping another person or somebody like recovering from a terrible accident or something like that. And you're just like, I've seen it. Scroll. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. You've seen everything. She says something about like, you could see someone in like the most beautiful dress in front of the Eiffel Tower and it's sparkling and it's midnight. And you would literally just be like, I've seen that before. It takes away this sense of what has taken away this sense of, yeah, novelty, wonder, adventure, originality. Right. Honestly, the word authentic and authenticity has completely lost its meaning at this point because, like, how can you be right? authentic when everything's been done before like even your authentic self feels like a repetition and I'm sure this is always how it was where where everyone is doing the same things because the thing is that human experience is so shared but the difference is that we didn't have to see it all all the time so now that we're seeing it all it just feels so meaningless true that is I was thinking that too and the other side of that is like Yes, we were all having similar experiences or shared experiences, but what we weren't doing was if I said my money don't jiggle, jiggle, what would you say? Yeah, it folds. It folds. <laughs> Everyone knows that Yeah, because we all are on the same platforms on the internet. It's crazy that you could just, everybody knows the trends. Everybody knows the TikTok songs. It's wild the way that we're all seeing absorbing, consuming the same content in the same information. Like, yeah. in the same, (laughs) like short us time period. And then also that revolves so quickly. Like it just like complete or it evolves so quickly. Like it just completely changes in like 24 hours and then it's no longer relevant anymore. And if you see it again, you're like, whatever, who cares? Like, yeah. You're like, that's so outdated. Even if it was from two weeks ago, literally 
two weeks ago. Like that trend is completely over. Why yeah. is somebody using this sound? No, it, it is just, it's a wild thing to think about. And I did see some c- critiques of Emma Chamberlain's podcast, specifically by a Black influencer I follow. And she was like, this is the first time I've ever made six figures. And so I think it's so stupid that Emma Chamberlain's telling me as a Black influencer that now it, it like it's too oversaturated and now is not the time because like I'm just getting started and this is the time for Black influencers to like rise up. So I feel like that criticism is very valid because always this is what happens is either white people appropriate something from black people or a different culture to make their own or if they do start something like social media influence i influencers i feel like came from like a mormon background the second that a black person takes it and starts making money off of it and making a name for themselves with it it is outdated and it starts changing and right it's changing don't want so quickly and and i feel like that is that is true and I feel like it's very valid at the same time I think that social media is toxic for everyone no matter your race I think that what Emma was saying is not that we're trying to push them out just that it's getting pushed out organically or like naturally just because it's there's so many people right I think that's definitely a also like black influencer is like still novel because there isn't a lot of people who are doing that you know because mm-hmm. we haven't given them like the voice, the space to be an influencer. Right. I think too, in her podcast, it was more, I want to say it's like more, it's less of shaming or saying there's something wrong and more of her mm-hmm. kind of in an exploratory mode of saying like, I'm really interested to see what happens. And she says several times, like, I don't really care which way it goes. I'm interested yeah. to just see what happens. And and I feel like there's a cultural shift. And I mean, she has a big influence. Yeah, so that's what, that's what I was going to say is like, think. maybe honestly, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy there where what she says goes, you know? Right. I mean, and, and again, it's like- says goes. Yeah. And it's like, probably a ton of people have listened to these episodes, but at the same time, before I even listened to these episodes in the past few months, Mm -hmm. I've just had this feeling that we kind of have said this, like everything has been done. Everything is kind of oversaturated. I see a lot of influencers post things like, I think I said this in another episode, but you like can't grow your Instagram anymore. Like if it's Mm -hmm. nearly impossible to do, it just, you have to get on TikTok now if you want to grow your platform. And I think YouTube is still pretty viable platform if that's something that you want to do you just obviously have to have longer videos but I've been this is something that I've been feeling for a while and I think a lot of people have kind of been feeling this too it's not to say that like we should be shaming people who do this as their career because I don't I don't really like I'm not like oh influencers are so stupid like I don't have that mindset at all I'm more interested in it too the one thing I think about in a negative way is how it's affecting my mental health right? and the people I follow, how they make me feel. And I mean, not like in a selfish way, but just in a way of what am I going to do about this thing that has completely altered the way that I live my life. Right. I mean, and not to mention like the parasocial relationships that it forces you to have with these people that you don't actually know, Mm -hmm. which is just so odd. 
it is so odd. That is so funny you bring that up because today at work, my friend Sammy, I'm always shouting Sammy out, was talking about how she'll listen to the podcast at work and then she'll see me walk by and she's like, it's so weird because I feel like I have a parasocial relationship with you listening and to the I podcast actually do and I have a real relationship with you like at yeah, work and I'll see weird. you walk by and it feels so weird. And I'm like, totally. So big thing for me, I'm starting to have a shift on is like I was saying before, this idea that I'll see anything. It could be the coolest thing in the world. And I'm like, I have seen this before. I don't care. I've seen everything it feels like. So, you know, where do you think this shift is going? If people start feeling that way, mm-hmm. I've seen everything. How do we get back to this feeling of novelty, like you said, That's or this the thing feeling is, of is why are we chasing that feeling? Because that is right there is a feeling of capitalism. It's like we always want something new. We always want the nice shiny thing. And we never start to think, do we actually need that thing? There's other ways to be fulfilled other than the next new thing. And that's just something that we're just programmed to chase by growing up in a society that's just focused on capitalism, I think. If social media wants to become an efficient way of mitigating our social interaction, which I don't even think we ever needed that anyways, but if we wanted to, it would need to be to rebuild some sort of like sense of community because that's kind of what like it's done to me is like, I feel like it's demolished my physical community. Whereas like my actual city or my actual county or whatever, I have no community with where I live. And I don't think anyone else does because I think they think my community is this very niche thing online. My community of creators of this, my community of Stranger Things fans, my community of people that look like dogs online. I don't know. You feel extremely detached from your actual community and you form these parasocial relationships with people you don't know and no relationships with the people that you see on the street every day. And I feel like if if we really want social media to be this place that is actually functional, it needs to be a place where I go for my physical community Like every person I follow is some sort of small business near me, the people that live near me, the programs that are happening near me, updates on government near me so that I can be involved here because knowing what's happening in every other place in the world is giving me constant FOMO because I can never be in all those places. I can never do all those things at once in this lifetime, but I'm here. I'm here right now. So what can I do for my community? I don't really know because those aren't always the people that I'm following. I do follow some, but not all. And and the people that pop up on my social media feed, they're not friends near me. They're not places near me. They're not small businesses near me. They're influencers that live in LA or Germany or whatever. And it's like, it's cool to see how they live. It really is cool. But at the same time, it makes me feel so disconnected from where I actually am. You're right. It is so cool to be able to see all these different ways of life and all these different places. And the hard part about it is that this is the least hot take of all time, but it's all curated. And that's what makes it tough, especially with influencers, of course, and also like travel pages or anything like that. It's all if you think about it, you watch a video, you see a photo. And you're like, wow, that looks so cool. Why isn't my life like that? But then you then you have to say, okay, 
the fact that I'm seeing this video or photo means that someone set this up. Someone Mm -hmm. took the time to take this amazing video or took the time to take this amazing photo, chose an outfit, went out, Mm -hmm. took hundreds of shots to get this one photo. Like this is not their real life. Yeah. And this, we know this, we know this, this isn't, I'm not making a new point. I feel like you have to kind of start to break that down. Like maybe if you see something and you think, I wish that was my life. You then think, okay, if I was going to take that exact photo, what would I have to do? And it would take a lot of work Mm -hmm. just to get to that. And it wouldn't be anything that you would do in your day-to-day life. Like that is truly these people's job. And so the fact that we're comparing ourselves to these people as regular people working regular jobs, you know, I say that loosely, but you get what I'm saying Yeah. because even what they're posting is not actually how they're living. Right. And I think we know that it's just not realistic. And I think more and more people are noticing that. And that's something that's been going on for a while. Like, I think we all kind of know it's all fake and blah, blah, blah. Social media isn't real life and the things that people say every day. But I think the thing that's happening now is people are craving these mundane real life experiences because they're just seeing, they're seeing the craziest things on social media and just being like, I'm bored of that. Yeah. But it's so like, what it's, more could you but want? It's worse. It's worse though, because I feel like the way that it got shifted is before it was these crazy novel things, like standing in front of the Eiffel Tower with a crazy dress and stuff like that. And then we did crave more realistic stuff because we were so tired of that. And we were, you know, it was make, giving us FOMO and it was giving us, you know, anxiety and depression for not doing these things all the time. So creators started posting their everyday lives, but that was curated. And so now it's like you have all these influencers who are posting these curated tiny moments from their day and they're beautiful and they honestly look better than anything, any day that I've ever had. And maybe it's their camera, maybe it's the angle that they're taking the photos, but it makes my life every time I do things like I make a matcha and I'm like, dang, like this is a very low par matcha. It's not as cool as the one I saw on Instagram today, you know, and it makes me feel like my, the little things in my life, the, which I felt like were protected before this, they make, it makes me feel like it's not enough. Does that make sense? Yeah. A hundred percent. I think about that all the time. And I think about how every time I get on social media, I end up leaving, feeling like I'm not doing enough. That's just a pretty common feeling. No matter, it could be in any area of my life, at least one area of my life, I will feel like I'm not doing enough because of something I saw on social media. It's upsetting. Kind of trying to, in this episode, explore like, what do we think is going to happen next? Yeah. It feels like there's two ways that this can go is maybe more back to what I was talking about with a kind of a curation of a physical community instead and influencers will kind of be faded out but I I honestly don't think that companies will let that happen and capitalism will let that happen so I think more likely the way that it's going to go is it's just going to get worse and worse what what do you think is like an is exponential from here like what what's worse than this because this feels terrible like how can they capitalize on Instagram anymore it feels like it's like at least 60% ads right now. Yeah. It feels like it's drained out. I stopped following about 200 people recently. Yeah. It actually mostly, too. it mostly wasn't people. It was mostly businesses and things. Yeah. Just random things that I just was like, I don't really care to follow this account. And my, so my feed has changed drastically actually. And 
I thought I would see way more of people that I know posting, but here's the thing, regular people like us, how else to say that people who aren't influencers or social media celebrities or a business don't feed post. Anymore. Yeah. They don't post that often. It's pretty rare. Yeah. I think I was like, I'll see all these posts from people I know. Right. I do enjoy watching stories of people that I know and all of that. Like that is fun to me, but then it's just, we don't Snapchat. care at all. Right. I'm just going to keep cycling through these social medias. Like Facebook gave way to Snapchat, which gave way to Instagram, which is giving way to TikTok. And then TikTok's going to become this thing that's terrible that we can't stand and going to be overtaken by marketing as well. But there will be a new social media. Like, is it going to just keep going like this forever? When are we going to stop using it? We're not going to because it feels like we're just all addicted to it at this point. Yeah, it feels like the world can't function without it in terms of, especially in terms of businesses, marketing, advertising, Mm -hmm. capitalism, basically, but not even just capitalism. I mean, around the world, it's used to make money and anything like that, that is created and is reaching lots of people is any, basically any good idea is always going to be capitalized on. So we just kind of have to accept that, but everyone knows that social media sucks for us. It's basically, I would say 85% bad, 15% good. And and we've already talked about the good things that can come out of social media. I think there's always going to be parts of it that are good. Like, I, I mean, I think it brings awareness to a lot of things that wouldn't have got awareness brought to them. But on the other side of that, the, t- you know, double-sided sword of that is that <laughs> you're now seeing every bad thing that's happening. And we kind of touched on this at the beginning of the episode, but it's painful to watch. But then again, it's like, well, there's issues being brought to light that I wouldn't have maybe known about had I not been on social media and now I can know more about it. I don't know. I mean, it's it depends on if you're using it in a beneficial way and most of us aren't. And it depends on if you have boundaries with it and most of us don't. It doesn't seem like something that can keep going on forever but I don't see a way in which it ends. I see a way yeah. in which Instagram kind of gets cringy, just like Facebook did and sort of dies out. And mm-hmm. it kind of becomes, I mean, even Snapchat just got kind of overtaken by a lower, oh my God, how do I say this? Got taken over by- A lower species, she was going to say. A lower species, yeah. Um, They're no, I'm saying, no, no, no. It kind, of got, <laughs> it kind of got overtaken by people, you know, For one, bots. For two, Mm -hmm. people who buy their followers. In some ways, it kind of becomes either outdated where people are like, no, I don't use that anymore. Or it becomes overrun with, you know, you're getting all these messages like gain 100,000 followers like from these accounts with no followers. Or it's just overrun by scams and Mm -hmm. like weird stuff going on like that. Like Instagram's kind of becoming more of that in a way to me where it's like, cringy or you're going to get scammed or something. I don't know. It just yeah. does not feel like legit. It's the equivalent of becoming like the inquirer tabloid. Mm-hmm. It's just constantly spewing like weird fake stuff for clickbait and yeah. grabs and likes and all this stuff. That's, that's what it, I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like people understand it's kind of just becoming super clickbaity, super it doesn't, none, none of it feels, it all feels like it's like robotic and weird. So now it's TikTok. And then it's like, well, that eventually, I mean, I think that's got another good 10 years in it probably. And it's just going to keep growing. It's just interesting. It's interesting to see what happens. And then I guess what we have to kind of ask ourselves is 
where do we where do we fall into the this spectrum of social yeah, media use when we're not influencers or just like normal people using it and where where do we want to go with it or what what do we see for our future with social media right. so you i mean know, like, there's, there's you... either two ways that we can do it with instagram is start posting our actual lives and like things that are happening around the community things that we care about use it how we think that we it should be used or just stop using it altogether like with Facebook. Yeah, I agree with those two things. I feel like I keep being extremely negative about it. It's just that to me that social media has just become a very toxic place and I want to change it, I guess. But also at the same time, I hope that it just gets uninvented. Yeah, that would be the dream right there. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people who <laughs> created different platforms say they would go back and not do it yeah and I mean realistically would they not do it because think of how much money they made so many so much money Mm -hmm. (laughs) but they all kind of say the same thing I mean we talked about this in our second episode when we talked about the social dilemma which is a documentary on Netflix the creator of Pinterest was like it's it's bad social media is bad and he's like Pinterest is like lowest level yeah Lowest level of addiction, like, like I lowest don't, harm level. I'm not like I gotta get on Pinterest. I get on there for design inspiration, <laughs> one, but like once a month. I I'm mean, actually on Pinterest a lot. <laughs> well, honestly, that seems like the least harmful one because it's yeah. like the one that's least dependent on likes and interaction and great place to be creative. But you don't have to post to enjoy the stuff. There's no pressure. I think what we should do, and this is my, I think this is gonna be my closing statement, is that we should bring Tumblr back. Oh god, Tumblr was also <laughs> that was the era. <laughs> Eating disorders oh, went yeah. rampant yeah. on Tumblr. Yeah, yeah. Oh my was god, a, I still have nightmares about time. eating disorder Tumblr. That Not was... that I was on it. It's just that I would sometimes stumble on it and be like, "This is horrifying. This is bad. Everything yeah. that's wrong with the world." Yeah, I have some tips, and like, and maybe you do too. We could talk about some of those that are that we haven't really talked about before. We've kind of been talking about it this whole time, but ways that we think can get to maybe a more constructive social media, since it seems like, I mean, I'm not going to stop using it exactly. So we, we might as well use it in a more constructive, healthier way. For me, I kind of just want to experiment truly taking a break from social media I've always said, I'm going to take a break. And I promise you, I've never been off for even a week. Like, I just don't think I've ever truly stayed off social media for even a week. I'll be like, I need to check something. I need to get it for something. And then next thing you know, I'm back on. And I want to actually truly see what my life would be like. The biggest thing I think I would save is time. It's crazy how I say I have no time and then I'll spend an hour on Instagram when I could be doing well, anything else. So I think one thing is to even just try, like, this sounds crazy, but if you're addicted to it and many people are not everybody, but a lot of people in our generation for sure. And definitely Gen Z um, are addicted to it is to even say, what would one day look like with no social media one day, a regular day? can't, you know, you don't want to be like, Oh, I'm going camping. I have no service. So I'm not going to use social media. Okay. Well, you're already doing something totally wild, but like a regular day in your life, no social media. Just like camping, never heard yeah. of it. Never heard of it. Couldn't be me. Even that, I think, is something that some people could not dream of. 
I think I could do it. I mean, I've done it. One day is not that much, but I'll say, oh, I'm not going to get on social media today. And then I will get on and not even realize I've gotten on. That is what's so bizarre. Like just a second ago, our Zoom meeting cut off again. As you know, the Zoom meeting debacle. And immediately I got on, I just picked up my phone and got on Instagram. Uh, I mean, we've said this before, but it's like so immediate. So I think one thing you can do is experiment with taking a real break and just seeing, do things feel more special to me? Like these experiences in my life, these people I'm spending time with, the work I'm doing, the time I'm spending with my own thoughts. Does that feel better for one? Mm -hmm. And I almost feel like it would make things. And and earlier I said, you know, it'd make things feel more novel. And I totally understand what you were saying about like, why do we need the next thing and the new thing? And I think the way I was thinking of it was regular daily things or the, the people around us, like our community, like you were saying that we spend time with making that feel like something that is exciting and not something that's like, Oh my gosh, I just want to get on my phone. We get bored so easily. Our attention spans are so low. So if we like, I wonder what it would feel like to expand our attention spans again and make things feel exciting again in our life. And when I say that, I mean more about experiences, feelings, our own thoughts. I mean, it's wild how you can truly escape ever having to sit in silence with your own thoughts with nothing to do for ever if you wanted yeah. to. It's crazy. Anyway, the tip from me is to take a break. I've never done it. I'm going to try it. Um, well, I also want to touch on that novel thing because it's not that novel isn't sometimes good. I'm just saying that social media is like they've done studies on it and you're always looking for the novel thing because that's where the chemicals release and like you feel good from it or whatever. So you're always looking for the novel thing. Whereas I think that you can find things in your community or being with friends or family or whatever, like reading a new book, you know, those things can be novel, but the difference is that it's like a fulfilling type of novel and not just like a quick fix. Yeah. That's definitely what I mean is like rediscovering the joy in the things that you've talked Mm -hmm. about spending time with your community volunteering for a cause that you care about, even like going to work or something, even spending time with yourself, it can feel richer and more full. I guess I shouldn't say novel or new because it doesn't need to be new. It can just feel more full in your life than, oh, I need to get this hit of dopamine from social media. Exactly. So I have a few tips too that I've kind of been trying to implement. First of all, all of the businesses that are not in your community, like all of the companies that you follow, free people, you know, anthropology, urban outfitters, all that shit, whatever it is, either follow it from a another account that you don't get on that often or at all, or just make a list of them if you want to remember them. That's my biggest tip because I follow, it's got to be like upwards of 200 companies or more. My second tip is to unfollow as many influencers as you can. If you genuinely enjoy their content, then hell yeah, go for it. 
But if it makes you feel any type of way, if it's the same old, same old picture of shoes and their matcha on, you know, a random Wednesday, what what content are you what are you gaining from it is my question. What do, what's your actual relationship with it? You know, it's not exciting to me. I don't learn anything from that. Just unfollow it. I feel like there's so many people I just follow for no reason. I'm not getting anything from it. And I just followed at first because, oh, I thought their feed was interesting to me, but now it's no longer novel and I'm just feeling bad about myself from it. Mm -hmm. I feel like those are very obvious, you know, like you've probably gotten those tips before. But another thing that I really liked what you said earlier, when we were talking about like the Eiffel Tower and the dress, whatever, thinking about what it takes to set those up when you do see those photos and really taking the time to be like, they had to change into a dress or wear that dress to the Eiffel Tower and they had to wait probably hours or get up at the crack of dawn in order to get get that shot where no one was there. And then they had to take hundreds of shots, probably edit the one they like best, come up with a caption, and then it just gets lost in the feed. Like when you think about it that like that, it becomes very pathetic almost. You yeah. see, basically you're thinking about like how the sausage is made. You're like, right. what went into making this? And it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Like it could be someone truly yeah. expressing their creative art or something. Trying then, really hard. Yeah. Then you can like appreciate it for that. Or you can say like, Say you see, I mean, this is kind of the same thing you were saying, but you see a reel of someone's vacation and you just have to think for every video you see, every little clip you see, it's like they had to stop what was happening to get a video of what was going on in that moment and say to the other people around them, do this thing. I'm getting a video. I know that happens because I've done it. I was just Mm -hmm. celebrating my friend's birthday and she was like, I want to make a reel of the day. Like, can you take some videos? And I was like, totally. So every like thing that happened, I'd be like, okay, wait, let me get a video of this. And it was fine. It's just, you have to be like, wait, okay. Can you guys both like drink out of that thing at the the same time? Yeah. A hundred percent. It takes you out of the moment. So you kind of just have to think like, yes, they're posting this cool stuff and you can appreciate the creativity and the thought that went into it. And even the work that went into it, but don't confuse that for that. Oh, this is just an image of their real life. Like, I think we forget this sounds so stupid, but I think we forget that anything we see on the internet had to have been captured by a camera there. Mm -hmm. It's not just a moment that's happening, right? It's never, this sounds, this, this is what I'm saying. It sounds so stupid. It's never like you're just seeing someone's life. Right, right. Like, exactly. What do you think? How do you think they got this video? They're holding up a yeah. phone in the middle of whatever they're doing to get these shots or they're, yeah. you know, and it's it pretty make it much bad. 0% of those photos are that the subject doesn't know that there's a camera or a video camera involved. Like every single person knows that there was a camera which right. means that in some way they were aware that this is being captured and yeah. that they need to put on be a certain some way. be a certain way or whatever and if not then it they would probably think it's creepy <laughs> right i mean i think it doesn't it doesn't discount this idea of creative photography creative filmography videography whatever anything like that i'm not saying that any of that is bad it's just 
funny to me that we scroll through and we're like, oh yeah, that's just life happening somewhere else. That's right. life happening somewhere else. It's like, no, somebody had a literal camera and was taking a video of this. Like you might see, like, say you see a video of something happening in nature, a bunch of whales in the ocean. You're like, wow, this is so remote. No, it's not. Someone was there with a literal camera taking a video of this. Like, yeah, obviously like so much work was put into that to capture yeah, these nothing- things. And it's really cool. But like, especially when there's a person in it, because like, you don't feel FOMO when you're looking at blue whales you're not like right unless you like wanted to be a marine biologist which like I guess who didn't everyone watch aquamarine but Mm -hmm. and h2o of course but you don't really feel FOMO when you see a bunch of blue whales in the ocean or in the middle of a rainforest a community of monkeys or whatever I don't know is is it like a gaggle of monkeys I never know what the term is it's a herd us no you're (laughs) We don't feel FOMO from that because we don't put ourselves exactly in the position of those monkeys. Like when we see people doing those things, we put ourselves into that because we think I could be doing this. So maybe I should be doing this. Like, what am I doing with my life? I should be doing this. You know, Mm -hmm. this is just one of those topics that you could go on and on about. But Mm -hmm. also even everything we're saying right now has been said on social media before. Yeah. That's what's like oh, so painful. <laughs> I know. Freaking delete the whole episode. I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, erasing every single Zoom call we had today. I guess, like, one way that we can kind of wrap it up is the reason why I, I want social media to change for the better is because the lack of community for me is what's giving me so much existential dread and giving me, maybe not giving me, but definitely worsening my depression. Maybe it's doing that for other people. Maybe other people are handling it better than I am. But this lack of community thing, it just, it scares me because I feels like we can't get anything done. Like gun control, abortion, all this stuff. It's like we all have these different realities from social media or we're all parts of communities that are not physical and just like all around the country. And so we can't pass legislation that gets anywhere and it feels scary in that sense and I feel like it's a big problem and it's got to be connected in certain ways I don't know I'm not a social scientist I would love to do some more reading about it if anyone has any recommendations but to me that's the that's my biggest fear and all I can do is share that and say you know follow people in your community follow small businesses in your community so that you can learn about events that you can go to, like actually make Instagram a real community that you can tie to something physical because otherwise it it's not real. It's, mm-hmm. it's fake. It's, it's not actually here. You're just disassociating to another like tiny world inside of your phone. And it feels, mm-hmm. it feels weird. So that's yeah. my takeaway from it. I'd like to know yours because I think we have very different opinions on it because we have very different problems with it. Like I don't have the problem where I'm on social media all the time. I don't need to take a break because it's like today I didn't even go on, you know, and I didn't even think about it, but I do definitely have a problem with it and I am addicted to it in different ways, but I think we have different problems. So I'm I'm interested because I think everyone's experience with this is so personal. I think the biggest thing for me is definitely the 
things that you talked about, like kind of seeing all the problems, but then one, they just cycle out so quick of the news cycle or whatever. And two, it feels like nothing is truly getting done and it's just kind of scary to watch. And it feels kind of hopeless. Like I said, at the beginning of the episode, the other thing I struggle with a ton is the comparison. I think that's my biggest like personal problem with it is a comparison. And then obviously like the time I waste on it, that's a lot of people, you know, it's just mindless scrolling, but truly it is thinking that I'm doing something wrong in my life because of what I've seen on social media. Yeah. And that overall idea is not only terrifying, but also just like truly sad because if I actually took a step back and said, do I want to be somebody else? Insert influencer's name that I like to follow. You know, do I want to be that person? No, I want to be me. I want my life. I want all the things that I've experienced. Like that, this is also special and personal to me. I don't wish I was somebody else. So why am I comparing myself to these people? And it's, it's just sad because I look back on pictures of myself. I found a picture of myself the other day when I was maybe like 10 and I had built a snowman and my mom took a picture of me with it. And in that picture, I'm just standing by the snowman, just smiling because my mom was like, look, smile at the camera, whatever. And it's just such a wholesome moment of just, I not once did it cross my mind that anyone would see this photo besides my mom and my dad, not once did it cross my mind that this would be going up onto the internet, which it never obviously did. And I was just having a normal life moment yeah. without ever feeling like I needed to share it, without ever feeling like I needed to be like somebody else. And I just had this like stupid realization looking at this photograph being like, I don't ever want to look back at a photo. And I know I will. I already do look back at photos and think you're like, oh, that era, I was totally trying to be like this person, or I was totally trying to be a certain way for this guy or whatever it is. It could be anything. doesn't have to be social media, but you kind of have that thought of like, oh yeah, that wasn't really me because I was that day. I was trying to look like this person, or I remember what I had in mind because I wanted to impress this person anyway, or posting a photo or a video or whatever with the fact that you were trying to convey a certain idea of yourself mm-hmm. online that exactly. wasn't even really you. Yeah. Because you can't capture a person. Right. Just in a video or a photo. The idea that we're always living, we're living in these moments continuously thinking about how we can post this moment on social media and that completely changing the moment always. And we're, so we're always living for our future social media presence. And that that's just a really weird thought. That's a deep line. Yeah. We're always living for our future social media presence. Yeah. That's honestly upsettingly true. Yeah. It's very scary how often I'm thinking about like how this is going to be perceived on social media instead of actually living in the moment itself, which it's really sad. Mm -hmm. And it's really sad that I might not ever be able to think differently. Yeah. Like truly shake that. And I, it's weird because I do take photos where in the moment I'm, I am taking the photo because I want to remember it, 
not just for social media. And those photos, they're always, you know, not the best composition, but they're always the ones that I look back on and say that I was the happiest, you know, whereas Mm -hmm. the other times I look back on and then my first thought is, yeah, I remember when I took that with in my mind saying I need this angle because this is going to look the best on Instagram or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think the goal is to have authentic moments in your life that aren't, like you said, living in the future of being posted. Yeah. That kind of thought feels very sad to me, but also in a way it it's something that we could do. It's something that we can be aware of when we're doing that and bring our thoughts back to the moment and try to ignore the urge to live for that future social media presence and just live in the moment now. I don't want it to be something that I'm always thinking about, that I'm always thinking about posting for, that when I'm living in a great moment, the better the moment is, the more I'm thinking about how I can make this look good on social media. Let's pull it away from that. Yeah, I agree. I think everything you said, I I agree with. And it's it's easier said than done, but definitely just bringing an awareness to, am I thinking about how this is going to look? on Instagram or am I truly just enjoying this moment? Am I thinking about how I can share this really funny moment on my story or am I just going to enjoy it and laugh and have a good time? I think the less you do it, post and curate and all these different things, the easier it becomes, the less appeal it has almost. And it's like the more you do it and the more you get replies and all these different things, you get more and more addicted to it. So I think it's just a matter of engaging less. Yeah. Engaging less on it. Truly. I mean, especially for people like us, it's not like this is our job. It's not like we're, I hate to even say it, but like trapped in this, like people who are influencers, I'm not saying they're trapped in it. And a lot of people start businesses outside of it. And I think that's great. It's probably freeing in some ways. It feels, yeah. I think it feels to them like I actually can't get away from this. Like in, in, the anything goes episode with Emma Chamberlain. She says, if you're a social media celebrity, your fame is kind of rooted in nothing. And so I think that's probably a scary feeling. We're kind of trying to speak in this episode from the stance of not being influencers. And because of that, we actually aren't tied to this very toxic form of media. We're not tied to it. We're not, we're not going to lose our income if we leave this space or take a break from this space. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with your job being rooted in social media. That's not what I'm saying at all. You can kind of take comfort in the fact that taking time and space away from it, setting boundaries with it is only going to benefit you probably. Yeah. And it only going to make living in the moment easier. It's interesting to see where it's going. And I think obviously we have talked a lot about the negative aspects of it and a lot of it is truly negative, but even just looking at it from a super neutral, inquisitive standpoint is fun because one, I love a shakeup. I love a little change. So something does change. I love a little culture change. I'll I'll love to see it. A culture shift. Oh, hell yeah. I live for that. I live for a culture shift. I just, because we have no idea where it's going, it's so fun to see 
It's mm-hmm. just so, not, I don't want to say fun, but it's very interesting to see. Mm-hmm. It, and can it become more toxic? I don't think so. I think it's, I think it's pretty transparent at this point, how negative it is. Even the yeah. most famous mainstream celebrities talk mm-hmm. about how terrible it is. The people who you yeah. would think have the greatest lives are talking about how bad social media is. Yeah. So it's pretty much, there's not anyone really out there saying social media is the greatest thing ever invented. And I live the most perfect life ever. Like it's just, it's not like that anymore. People don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. And so I don't see it getting more toxic. I see it definitely shifting. Mm-hmm. And I'm just interested to see where that goes because it could be for the it best. Could be, yeah. It could be truly for the best. Yeah, I agree completely. I think it can pretty much only go either sideways or up from here. Both of those are better options. So, I mean, I'm I'm ready for it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, that was an interesting conversation for sure. Mm-hmm. I did not really know exactly where that was going, but it ended up in a really interesting place. I I do want to say that one thing that I do I love about the podcast is the very tiny community that we have created it's something that brings me joy when all the other social media stuff doesn't and I think maybe it could be that podcasts are the future I want to be a part of that future so if you could review us on so on Spotify or Apple Podcasts that'd be great leave us a review rate us whatever you got or you could follow us on Instagram if you like you don't have to but you could do it, do whatever your heart desires. Yeah. At I so mean, if good you, so far podcast. Yeah. At so good so far podcast. And if you want to be involved in the podcast, such as writing in for crowdsourced episodes, that is the place to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also text us. Most of you yeah. probably have our numbers. So yeah. just feel free. Just put us in a group chat and <laughs> give us your ideas. I Literally mean, every day. We are truly your community. Yeah. That was a good, that was a good, uh, full circle a good moment time right, there. Yeah, uh-huh. right there that's it yeah I'm I'm a my one if I'm good at one thing it's callbacks it's t- it's calling yeah. back she would have been good at improv that's for sure yeah she shot there. you feel so inclined to follow us on social media <laughs> I am at Nicole Pogrin I'm at Jackie's Attic we and never post we literally never post <laughs> I haven't done well actually I did do a feed post not very long ago but I didn't call it a photo dump and that's all, I mean, that's all know, that really matters. That's yeah. all that really matters. Yeah. We know that's a straight to jail. So, all right, well, we'll be back next week with another episode about something and you can, you can look forward to that. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. It's been so good so far. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Friday, Junior. <laughs> Saturday, Senior. Okay. Saturday, Senior. All right. Love you. Talk All to right, you later. Love you. Yeah. See ya. Bye. Bye.